Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Rambling Young Minister podcast. This is Pastor Blake Hart. And today I want to talk a little bit about spiritual formation. You know, an essential part of any life is growth. Where growth is absent, death is abundant. And it is no different for the Christian life. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, Paul wrote, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. When Christians are born again through faith in Christ, they are spiritual infants. And from that point until their death or the return of Christ, they are in the process of growing towards maturity. It is an expected reality that Christians will mature spiritually. And when that doesn't happen, there are stark warnings against it in Scripture. The book of Hebrews especially deals with believers who had grown idle and complacent in their faith and no growth was apparent in their life. In the epistle we read, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. And that's from Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. The church here that is being addressed found themselves in a perpetual state of spiritual infancy because they had done nothing to cultivate spiritual growth. The process of implementing these means in order to cultivate such growth are, is the process known as spiritual formation. Spiritual formation is simply another fancy title for spiritual growth. It's, it's growing, it's forming, it's being matured as a believer. And today I want to briefly touch on three disciplines that are vital in spiritually maturing as a believer. Three disciplines that are vital for spiritual formation. The first discipline, I think, and I think it's probably one of the most important disciplines, is to be intentional in persistent prayer. Prayer is the great act of humbly laying ourselves before God and offering Him praise and thanksgiving, seeking out His will, and putting forth requests in order to be answered in accordance with God's will. A direct network by which we may approach the throne of God boldly and commune with the triune God is exactly what prayer is. Where a consistent and intentional prayer life is not cultivated, you can be sure that spiritual growth will be hampered. The importance of prayer in our daily walk and spiritual formation is a constant teaching found in the scriptures. When we are anxious, we are called to pray, Philippians 4.6. When we are suffering, we are called to pray, James 5.13. When we are in need, we are called to pray, James 4.3. And when we feel distant from God, we are called to pray, Psalm 145.18. If we are to ever grow as believers, a healthy prayer life is vital in that process. This prayer life should be practiced both individually and corporately. Individually simply means that a person should cultivate a private and personal prayer life. We call this the the prayer closet mentality, right? A practice very much implemented by our Lord during His earthly ministry. We see examples in like Luke chapter 5 verse 16 where the Lord departed and went away in order to spend time with the Father in prayer. But not only is prayer to be done Individually, it's also to be done corporately, and this can be done in prayer group, um, family prayer, or, or in a prayer service. And, and I, may I just say, 
it, that's something that was so vital and I think it's missing in so many of our churches today. And that is the importance of establishing a prayer group or a prayer service. Um, I believe it was A.W. Tozer that was once asked, if you want to see the faithfulness or the strength of a church, go to their prayer services. And if a prayer service is empty or it is absent, so will the strength and power of that church. I think that was just a powerful statement by Tozer. And I think in many ways, very, very true. And the same can be said not only for the church, but also for the person. The second discipline for a, a proper spiritual formation is to be immersed in God's Word. If prayer is the breath to our spiritual lungs, God's Word is the nourishment to our spiritual body. The Bible is absolutely clear on the role that God's Word plays in the believer's spiritual development. In Paul's second epistle to Timothy, he writes, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Where biblical nourishment is not properly maintained, spiritual formation will always be stumped. There is a direct correlation with how much of God's Word we intake and how much we live in relation to God. There are many ways in which we as believers can immerse ourselves in God's Word in order to cultivate a greater spiritual maturity. One such way is by journaling, doing uh, biblical meditations, thoughts, and applications that arise as we study through the Scripture at a time. I think Bible journaling is so important. Many of the devotions, many of the, the thoughts that come to me in sermon preparation come out of journaling in my own biblical reading time, my own time of personal Bible devotion. And it's so important that we don't just divorce our Bible reading, quote-unquote, to simply reading a devotion. Reading one verse um, and then what someone has to say about it should never be seen as replacing Bible reading. You need to be in your text reading entire chapters, entire books, so that you will cultivate in God's Word. Do not become a devotion only. Hear me clearly. I'm not saying there's no place for good biblical devotions, but what I am saying, do not let it replace your own personal diving, delving, and searching intensely in the Scriptures. Such a practice is vital in growing in one's understanding of biblical theology and seeing the flow of the teaching, arguments, and narrative of Scripture, rather than often systematizing or divorcing text from their greater context because of this, the verse-chapter divisions. Um, really, we need to understand the verse and chapter divisions of the Bible were not added till much, much, much later, um, primarily the verse divisions with the Stephanus text in the 15th century. So it's important that we don't just segregate verses and just use it as our study. We need to study the Bible holistically and see how it all fits together within the context if we are to rightly grow in God's intended purpose for His Word. Immersion in God's Word is integral to our spiritual formation as believers. Lastly, the final discipline that I want to discuss today in spiritual formation is to be involved in Christian community. So not only are we to be intentional and persistent prayer, immersed in God's Word, but we need to be involved in Christian community. From the very beginning of God's Word, we have read, it is not good 
for man to be alone. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Everyone has heard of the adage, it takes a village to raise a child. And it is no different for a Christian. It takes a community to grow Christians. There are many aspects of Christian, Christian community that are vital to spiritual formation. And this Christian community is the church, the body of Christ to which every born-again believer has been brought into. Now the first aspect of Christian community that's so vital to our spiritual formation is found in Matthew chapter 18, and that is accountability. Jesus established a program that ultimately sought to restore true brothers and sisters who had stumbled while driving out those who were not truly of the body of Christ. Christian accountability, many would call it church discipline, is all about protection, reconciliation, and encouragement. And beloved, may I say, where there is no church discipline, where there is no Christian accountability, there is no true Christian community. As the writer in Proverbs states, faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy, Proverbs 27, 6. The accountability helps guard us from the temptations that so often linger in our lives and help keep us from stumbling. Secondly, Christian community is the direct recipient of individuals' maturity and growth in the utilization of their own spiritual gifts. It is this corporate edification that leads to the exact verse that this whole thing began with, Ephesians 4, 11-13, and that is the growth of Christians in Christ. A final reason that Christian community is a vital part in our spiritual formation is because it teaches us how to love. I love what Francis Schaeffer argues. He quote, I quote, Love is the distinguishing mark of the Christian. You cannot learn to love in the absence of community. And yet it is this love for another that Jesus specifically says is the most notable aspect of how to know who his disciples are. Through accountability, edification, and through the different giftings and the knowledge of how to love, Christian community is vital in growing as the spiritual mature sons and daughters that God has called us and set us apart to be. And so these are the three ways that we can grow, become more spiritually mature as Christians as we are intentional and persistent prayer, immersed in God's Word, and involved in Christian community. God bless and have a great day.